that's the aspect I guess I don't fully understand about all this like accusations of insanity. It's interesting because it waxes and wanes if you if you read it. There's a lot on mm-hmm. it um, of how the the attitudes sh- shift wildly toward toward that question. So it's like. I think he was regarded as saying until he starts the actual kind of guerrilla warfare um, that he gets involved in, um, you know, including the, and I'm forget, going to forget the, the name. Ah, I had it memorized. Possawatomie. The Possawatomie, Kansas massacre mm-hmm. where, you know, he, he pull, it's, it's in response to the sacking of, of Lawrence, Kansas, which was a, which was an anti-slavery kind of town settlement that gets 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 sacked by um pro, the pro-slavery element and he pay payback he massacres i don't know a number of what he claims are, are slave hunters and and militant pro-slavery um, people just pulls them out of their houses and slaughters them so that's one and you know he does a series of these these things and he shows up at these raids and he fights you know d- probably depending on where you stand ideologically is how you're reading him at that time but then harper's ferry shakes even people who might be inclined to support him because he botches Harper's the Harper's Ferry raid so badly and if you read the details you really are like what was what was he thinking I mean he 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 seizes this arsenal the idea is he's gonna arm you know he's he's only got I don't know a few dozen people with him he's gonna arm the slaves that he feels are gonna rise in in West Virginia he's gonna take the hundred thousand guns and do that and he's got Harriet Tubman who thinks he's a great great man by the way um Work supposedly she's she's working she's trying to trying to draw people to the cause. Well, of course, no no slave result revolt results. Almost no one shows up to arm. But he does other crazy things. At a certain point, he stops a train and holds it up for a while. But then he lets the train go through, which allows them, which of course allows them to go to the next town and alert the authorities about what's happening. And he just does. It's just a terrible, terrible plan that. You know, at any time, I think anyone says, and then the people will rise to, after, after what you do, you do some little thing, you should probably always say, but will they, though? I mean, what are your guarantees? So, so he really has nothing. He has no other plan than you know, the horrifying thing that happens. They retreat to an innermost section and they're held, held up in there. And then, of course, they have to try to surrender and it's just an, uh, a bloodbath. And so people just flip out at the at the at the craziness of this of this plan on the one side and the and the, um, you know, all the all the all the bloodshed and the insurrectionist um, attitude towards slavery uh, uh, on the southern side that is regarded as vile and degenerate and appalling and everything else. So this is where he really gets the reputation for a while. So there's this interlude where he's just considered a madman. And then, of course, he redeems himself as a martyr on the gallows. So then throughout the 19th century, you're right. He, you know, at least especially on the northern side, he becomes a hero and he's largely regarded as sane on either side. He's just sane, Mm -hmm. but super right or sane, but super wrong. It's really a 20th century thing where you start seeing John Brown as the total raving psychotic. So like there's a movie version of of John Brown. It's called the Santa Fe trail. It's a 1940 and you've got Raymond Massey just like popping his eyes and and raging around and being, it's a horribly historically inaccurate movie, but you really get a portrait of the new take on Brown, which is just psycho, just completely psycho. Yeah. Yeah. And and that religious zealotry is part of the psychoness and he's just such a disturber of, of everything. And so unnecessarily insanely violent that that becomes the the portrait. Mm -hmm. Um, But then again, it starts switching in, I don't know the recent recent decades it started switching again you get new biographical accounts you you find 
find out all the impressive act, you know, aspects of his version of abolition, of abolitionist works. He was an important figure on the Underground Railroad. His father had been as well. His, his house and his father's house, both big stops on the Underground Railroad. He was just very, very active in abolitionist causes, but he's the one who finally just says, we're never going to get anywhere. Talking and publishing things, and that's all very nice, but... <laughs> We're never going to be able to do this peaceably. And then he had a plan. He said, let's do this kind of guerrilla warfare style. He didn't use that phrase, but he meant to do a series of raids. He said, let's do Kansas work. Let's do what we're doing in Kansas. We're going to just start, but we're going to start heading south. We're going to go to the south and start hitting. We're going to start killing, you know, the people who hunt down slaves. We're going to start you know, we're going to start stealing slaves. We're going to start trying to undermine and make it so expensive and impossible and violent that we'll chip away at slavery that way. And, you know, he mm-hmm. writes on the day of his death that he he it was it was in vain. He, he looks back now and says, I don't know why I thought we could do it with as little bloodshed as I was thinking we could do because we could, there was no way. <laughs> 